Welcome to Cleveland Clinic Cardiac Consult, brought to you by the Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute at Cleveland Clinic. Hello everybody, I'm Samir Kapadia, cardiologist and chairman of Division of Cardiology here at Cleveland Clinic. And I have with me today, uh, Dr. Nick Cassis. He's a third year resident in Cleveland Clinic and uh, he is uh, applying for the cardiology fellowship for the next year. And we are very excited to have him here uh, as uh, our uh, uh, expert today, presenting a very nice study that he has conducted uh, at Cleveland Clinic. Uh, so uh, Nick, you know, just to summarize sure. that what is the population and what was the question that sure. you were trying to answer initially when we designed the study? So in thinking about sort of this uh, study, you know, we, we know that uh, calcium metabolism, dysregulated calcium metabolism rather, uh, is implicated in aortic stenosis. Uh, and we know that, uh, you know, calcium supplementation uh, and vitamin D supplementation uh, both are very widespread, uh, particularly in the West and the United States. More than 40% of the population are on these. Uh, so knowing that uh, and knowing that it's, you know, implicated in aortic stenosis, we wanted to see, uh, you know, are calcium supplements uh, causing more harm than good um, in, in this patient population? And the, the population that we looked at uh, were those who um, had mild to moderate aortic stenosis. So it ended up being about 26 to 2,700 patients. Um, and um, that's what we looked at, yeah. Wonderful. So I think the important question is that a lot of people come to our clinics with the idea that they have moderate aortic stenosis or mild aortic stenosis, and they ask this question, what can I do differently right. to prevent the progression of aortic stenosis? So the first question that came to mind is that, okay, well, this is calcification. Should they take calcium supplements? So this is a common patient question that patient asks right. that I'm taking the calcium supplement. Is it safe to take calcium supplements? So it is a direct patient-related question that we are trying to answer. The second, so you're absolutely right that we did 2,600, so not a small number of patients this is Cleveland Clinic. We have a large number of patients. So we could go back and study this moderate calcified aortic valve to answer patient's question. Exactly. Now, what, what did you find? You know, when you looked at it, it was kind of surprising, but what were the main, main uh, three uh, findings from the study? So, you know, our findings were threefold. I'd say the main finding that was uh, somewhat surprising was, was the such high mortality rate that we found in those who supplemented with calcium, almost double the rate uh, with calcium supplementers versus non-supplementers. Uh, so that was the main, that was one main finding. The second was the increased need of aortic valve replacement in those who were supplementing with calcium. Um, and the third is, despite this increase in need of aortic valve replacement, we found no significant difference in the progression of aortic stenosis between the groups, between those who supplemented calcium versus vitamin D versus no supplementation. Right, and this is a little bit of a limitation of the study in the sense that when we are saying the progression, we have only so many different ways that we can determine the progression of the aortic valve. And this was a retrospective study, so we didn't have each time points for every patient to say that, you know, when they started the calcium supplements and how how fast the disease is progressing. So this is a little bit of a challenge when you are trying to do a retrospective study. What, what do you think? What is the mechanism? Is it a cause-effect a cause relationship or is it more of an association that at least we have proven? Yeah, so that's a, that's a very good question. I mean, I, I think this is something that's still being actively investigated. And, you know, I think if you took the, the, the sum of the literature out there, um, studies showing that you know, calcium supplementation is associated with other sort of cardiovascular harms, things like 
uh, vascular calcification, MI, stroke, increased mortality in different patient populations. Taking that and also taking um, these prior studies that have shown that supplemental and not dietary uh, so, uh, calcium is associated with these worse outcomes. You know, it's it's highly suggestive. It's 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 certainly a risk association, but one wonders what whether this is cause and effect. I think, uh, you know, future directions is looking at things as you sort of alluded to, like uh, getting CT scans, looking at the calcification of the, of the valve itself, and seeing if if uh, it's you know directly causing that um, or not. But I think it's uh, to, the short answer is to be determined, but highly suggestive at this point. Right, and I, I agree with you that I think that uh, if you take the entire uh, literature available in consideration, putting everything together, it stands to reason that if you are taking supplemental calcium, your patients are taking supplemental calcium, it is important to understand that why they are taking it and if it's absolutely necessary or not. If it's not totally necessary, uh, and how do you determine that is taking the dietary calcium in consideration that if they're making 1,200 milligrams per day or not, if they're taking it, uh, fair enough, you don't need to additionally supplement it. If they're not, then look at the dietary patterns to try to understand that how we can supplement with the dietary calcium. And then the third thing would be to say that if you are, if you need to supplement the calcium, then don't, you know, that part we don't know in this particular study, the dose response, That's right. but that is something to, again, in the future, we'll try to understand if there is a dose response curve. Is that an accurate uh, that's, state? That's perfect, yeah. Right. What do you, uh, of course, this is for the future, but uh, before we go to the future, what do you think that the vitamin D3 uh, uh, in this particular study, what was the take-home message for vitamin D3? Yeah, and I think uh, it's sort of in line with the literature in that uh, taking vitamin D3 supplements uh, would, does not cause cardiovascular harm or is not associated with cardiovascular harm. Uh, but uh, looking at prior studies, you know, including randomized trials that didn't show a benefit uh, of taking vitamin D3, I would say it's sort of neutral. Uh, I would say if you need it, certainly take it, um, and it's most likely not causing any cardiovascular harm at the same time. Right, and I think that personally, vitamin D3 can have several positive effects. But the good news about vitamin D3 is that you can measure the levels. Right. So if the levels are super low, there may be an advantage of uh, supplementing the vitamin D3, especially to, in, you know, there's some literature, again, all this literature is plus minus to say that you can increase immunity, you can decrease the side effects of uh, uh, statins, for example. Some people have some evidence to say that there is some decrease in the diabetes uh, with uh, D3. So in the clinical practice, I think uh, the take-home message is that D3 is not that harmful as uh, taking a calcium supplement, and there may be a benefit, beneficial effect, especially if your D3 levels are lower. Okay. Now, the second question is, this is a research side of it, is what is the role of vitamin K2 in this uh, big picture? Right, right. So, you know, vitamin K2, and there's a lot of data coming out recently showing that, you know, it's implicated in, in uh, valvular calcification. And with that, medicines that affect vitamin K2, like warfarin, uh, are also implicated. And so, um, you know, there's a recent trial that came out showing uh, potentially there might not be any benefit of vitamin K2 and D uh, taken together. However, uh, there are many limitations to that study. And, and, you know, there's still data to suggest that there might be still an association with improved outcomes uh, with vitamin K in terms of, uh, you know, arterial stiffness and endothelial function um, 
and even you know cardiac remodeling as well. So I think it's still too early to say, and I think more trials need to come out uh, with vitamin K just to, to, to show. But so this is our research interest to say that how we are going. We are actually studying vitamin K two, and can you just uh, let them know what what. Do you, where the vitamin K2 comes from because vitamin K people know fairly uh, commonly that where it what is the source but for the K2 it is not the green leafy vegetables but where where do you get the vitamin so K2? So fermented foods most likely uh, or more commonly rather um, so a lot of sort of uh, fermented foods beans uh, milk things like that uh, you, you can get it. Milk cheese yeah. fermented foods yeah. so cheese also dairy so this is a different kind of a vitamin compared to the uh, regular vitamin K that people know from green leafy vegetables so uh, the final question is that what are the new areas where so I would say that in this particular study, we looked at the moderate aortic stenosis or mild aortic stenosis, but what about the prosthetic valves? What about the patients who have uh, coronary calcification? Uh, what about the patients who have family history of uh, valvular heart disease? All these people are studied, or these are, of course, our research interests, but what do you think, where, where the field is going? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, there's, there's, there's sort of two sides of the coin here. You know, ultimately, the best thing would do to, to do would be to perform randomized trials uh, looking at calcium. Uh, the issue is, uh, you know, looking at randomized trials for harm is not necessarily the best sort of approach. And so, I'd say, uh, like as you mentioned, things looking at dose-dependent response, certain populations that we excluded, things like you know those with prior valve replacements. Um, those are all sort of important questions to answer. Uh, and, you know, the combination of calcium plus vitamin D versus not with vitamin D is also, you know, one to sort of... Uh... Excellent. So, uh, again, thank you again for joining us. And uh, it was a great presentation. Thanks thank so you. Much. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash cardiac consult podcast.